Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Dee Eman, CIO at Wake Forest Baptist Health. In this segment, she talks about the critical role leaders play in helping the IT staff understand their role in patient care, the difficult balance CIOs must strike in keeping data safe without hampering the mission, and how quality scores can be leveraged to drive improvement across the organization. Now, looking at, at your background, um, you've been in your current role for about two and a half years? Yeah, just about three years. I've been here um, since the spring of uh, 2014. So, yeah, three years now. Okay. And this was your first uh, role really on the IT side. Is that correct? Yeah, it is actually. So, um, I'm a non-traditional CIO. I'm actually a nurse by background. Um, but really started getting into the IT space back in 2004 when I did my first implementation of an EHR back in Wisconsin. And ever since that time, I've kind of had one foot in the IT cam as I've been um, in my nursing leadership um, roles. I actually did the startup for an all-digital hospital in 2005, which gave me a very broad-based view of IT, and not just, again, on the, on the clinical informatics front, but really getting into understanding more on the, the hardware server database um, aspects with that hospital startup. And ever since then, every organization I've worked in, I've, I've kind of been by de facto um, because my background, the person that was always volunteered, to help or, you know, be the, the business sponsor on IT implementations for new software solutions. And also through that time, I've done a lot of work with really tying in, you know, how do we improve our quality metrics, patient experience, um, and do that, you know, through IT systems. So as I said, over the last you know, probably 12, 13 years, I've kind of had one foot on each side of the fence. But back in 2014, I was actually recruited out to Wake Forest, um, initially came in as their chief clinical information officer, and then was shortly after that promoted into the CIO role here. And, you know, people often ask, how is it, you know, running an IT department? Um, you know, was it difficult to make that leap? And, you know, really because of, of my history, it really wasn't such a, a big stretch to, you know, be in the IT department, especially in a senior leadership position. I, I would have to say that, you know, the biggest learning opportunities that I've had coming into the department full-time, um, obviously at a time where cybersecurity is so imperative, um, is really kind of getting a stronger background in uh, IT security and, and security frameworks. That's been a, a bit of a, a challenge and a, and a growth opportunity for me. But the rest of the IT space I've always felt very comfortable in. And I think one of the areas that I think I've really brought to the WAKE team some, some better employee engagement is really helping the IT department staff understand their role and really how we provide and support patient care. Um, and as technology continues to be more and more relied on uh, in the healthcare space, it, it's really been imperative to really continue to tie what the IT employees do every day and how it is really core to taking care of patients in our organizations. Great. A couple interesting things there. One of them is you talked about 
cybersecurity and kind of trying to build that knowledge base. And how do you do that? Are there certain people that you've kind of aligned with, or what's been your strategy there? So interestingly enough, in my background, I actually worked as a Baldrige National Examiner. I don't know if you're familiar with the Baldrige Program, but it's a national quality program that actually was kind of born out of NIST, which is one of the the federal governments that actually puts out um, guiding principles for um, cybersecurity frameworks. So I'm sure people have heard of um, NIST 853 Mm -hmm. standards and things of that nature. So I did have, you know, some basic background in some of those models and frameworks, but by and large what I have done over the last couple of years is really get closer into the professional security groups that are out there to to really understand and start picking up more of the, the details on what are the leading security, not just frameworks that people are working under, but the technologies that people are implementing that are really effective in helping reduce issues with things like ransomware. We also are fortunate um, that we have the cybersecurity division of the um, FBI that sits in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we actually collaborate with them and and have the opportunity to meet with them on a quarterly basis. So they've really been a, a great partner for Wake Forest because of some of our intellectual property and, and the work and research we do here to help really guide and, and um, you know, just bump thoughts off of them regarding, you know, what are they seeing nationally and how we can best position to ensure that, that we are as safe as we can. Right. Yeah, that, that's a great resource to have in your neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's, you know, I mean, it's one of those things, it's, it's scary when you hear um, mm-hmm. everything that, that's going on um, oh, yeah. nationally and internationally in the cybersecurity um, world. And really, again, you know, putting that framework together to try to, try to keep the bad people out, but yet balance that with, you know, we've got to conduct business. And, and um, you know, being a teaching facility, we need to be able to, um, you know, collaborate with our, our students and peers throughout the country and internationally. So it's really a balance of securing your perimeter, but yet, you know, making sure that you, you're not so restrictive that you're not able to really execute on the mission of the organization. Yeah. Have, have you had anyone from the FBI come in and, and speak? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, we had them here about maybe about four months ago, and we actually will be you know, bringing them in probably on an annual basis to do an update. When we brought them in four uh, months ago, we actually, you know, again, because we're an academic medical center, we've got a great auditorium, and we had about 350 people that were able to, to come in and just kind of listen to what, you know, is going on nationally and internationally in the cybersecurity landscape. And events like that, and the more we can promote, you know, just general awareness um, with our employees, you know, it really does help us ensure that we are minimizing our risk. Yeah. Yes. Now, looking at your background, obviously a lot of experience in nursing leadership, so that's something where you haven't really, you know, obviously you haven't had to shore up as much, but uh, I imagine you're really able to leverage that experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we are seeing more and more um, that nurses are kind of gravitating into IT departments, especially in the application areas. 
you know, with systems like Epic, it's great to have people that have the knowledge of how the work is done in the clinical areas or in the, in the academic areas mm-hmm. that really can sit down and, and have that bridge between here's how a nurse works in, in a certain environment and interface that with the system to best leverage the system to support efficient workflows within the, the clinical areas. And, you know, we're, we're fortunate. We use EPIC through all the way through to even our research and clinical trials areas. So, again, we've, we've actually relied on, on clinicians coming out of the clinical space and being embedded within our applications areas to really help us leverage those technologies. Yeah. And in the, uh, the position that you were in before Wake Forest, that was with uh, cancer treatment centers? Yeah, I was actually the um, chief nurse and quality officer for their company, which is a national enterprise. They have uh, regional facilities in five locations throughout the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you know, having that that broader lens um, and an understanding of you know how do you how do you really leverage your, your IT systems to provide services on a large scale basis has helped me here at Wake Forest to strategically position and leverage some of the technologies that they were using. Right. That's definitely a, a unique thing, um, seeing CIOs with quality officer uh, backgrounds, I think. Yeah, you know, but again, when you really think about it, you know, having a, a deep understanding of quality and, and driving performance improvement um, and tying that into how can we do that systematically to make it easy for people to do the right thing and get things documented correctly up front really does help, you know, organizationally um, for everyone to, to hit the quality goals that they're striving for. And sometimes, you know, when you, when you look at how do you really move the needle on, on quality performance or, or any type of, you know, process improvement, there's a lot of ways to leverage your IT technologies to, to kind of get people to do that in a standardized method, which makes it easy to really know whether or not you're improving or, or have opportunities within a number of different areas, both inside and outside, you know, of just quality measures themselves. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.